Decorating Pages is a podcast dedicated to taking you behind the scenes of the designs of your favorite TV shows and films. Each episode, I'll be sharing design stories from some of Hollywood's most famous sets. Interviews from set decorators, production designers, directors, and actors about creating the look of TV and film, about their design inspirations, and stories that take sets from page to screen. We do get a little ahead of ourselves. Can I ask, can I jump back and ask how, where are you from and how did you get your start? Well, I started, uh, I played uh, college football in, in, in college. And so I worked for Long Star Gas Pipeline Division in the summer. So the guys were like his local hero in town and outside of Dallas, Texas, a little town called Irving you know, where the Cowboy Stadium used to be. And mm-hmm. so they would like love working me hard over the summers on the pipeline doing doing all the hard work. And then my uh, mom had met a guy that had never been married that was like a part-time stagehand in Dallas. And he worked for Dallas Power and Light. And it's like, hey, you want to come work the fair show or like the summer musicals? And I go, I can't afford to drive to Dallas. You know, if it's Irving, it's 15 miles. I got to pay for the gas. And I have to do <laughs> so then he did the fair show one year and he goes, you know, I, I made like $400 for the week just running the spotlight in the evenings. I go, oh, really? Well, I might be available to do some of that part time. <laughs> so I started uh, uh, working as a Dallas stagehand. I got in the union there. I started as a, in the, like, summer musicals and then you put in the show on on monday tuesday then you work wednesday night thursday night friday nights two shows saturday one show sunday then you're off and then you work monday uh, tuesday night wednesday night thursday night i said well i gotta do something during the day so then i got to start building scenery for dallas state scenery so we would build the operas and we would build the stuff and all these road shows that went out and so i learned to do that and then a couple like shows would come in and I, I did craft service on the show and I go, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I worked as an electrician and, uh, you know, I had to carry that four off cable on my shoulder and I go, that's really not very good. <laughs> you know, is this like the three little bear scenario? Like this yeah, chair was too big. Those. This bed was I, too small. You know, I think I could do uh, set dressing. Because I don't have to be on set all the time. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, that I is a plus. And then moved to lead man. And then had some really great luck along the way. And then I, you know, I got in with Chuck Norris and did silent, decorated silent rage, you know. And I remember one time it was like he was going on about, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to kick my leg up over the <laughs> guy's head. And I just went, <laughs> he goes, excuse me. Oh, my God. And he walked over, and I'm like six, almost six three, and he stood there, and that leg boot went right over the top of my head. Oh my! He said, now, do you see what I'm talking about? So when <laughs> I say I'm going to do something, you should pay attention. And that was one of the first lessons I ever learned around a set is not to joke, to really pay attention. <laughs> people, when they say these things, they really mean it. <laughs> Was it, was he talking as an, this is a difference though, was he talking like a director 
Or was he talking like an actor? <laughs> it's such a big difference. He was talking like a stuntman actor. Like, like a stuntman. This. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, then, yeah, you pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> so then, um, you know, I, I became head of the union there because I had a college degree, management okay. economics, and just to show them that they need to run it more like a business rather than the old school way. So I helped get training programs. And I guess the, the management economics degree in college basically made me think of more like this is a business that we have budgets to adhere to. And, you know, there's probably some shows that I might never get because I don't go, hell, I have to go 20% over budget to prove them I did a job. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, I, you know, and I, and then I, I was very lucky in my early in my career. I did like eight shows with Michael Hausman. I did House of Games, Things Change, Dominic and Eugene, Nadine, No Mercy. And this guy was the producer and first AD. So it's like, listen, do not spend a penny unless it's on the screen. So then that's <laughs> another big lesson that I learned that it really doesn't do any good if it's sitting in the truck. Or back at the warehouse. If it's not on the screen, you wasted money. That is a that is a good lesson, and it's true. It's and true. so those things have stuck with me through the year. That if you plan out every single detail, and I've always said, listen, I'm going to make this list, and I'm going to do this list, and I and and not that I don't want you to have input as a set decorator, or as a lead man, or as someone else. But if we get my list done, we kind of got a show. And if we get the bonus stuff and the layered in stuff, that's the important stuff. And the aging, you know, I think that having worked with Oliver Stone, he might be uh, mm -hmm. probably the most difficult assuming mm -hmm. person that I've ever worked for. He's a genius in the filmmaking. Uh, his uh, personality is could you know, could make it feel like you're not worth anything. Right. <laughs> but his attention to detail and the layered look is another thing that I learned from him. Mm -hmm. That, Like I remember uh, I was doing a film that I came in with. Ron Reese was a set decorator. And oh, he's, yeah. very, he's done stuff. And we did Vince Lombardi's wall which was Al Pacino's house with all the signed pictures on the wall. Right. And there was, there was like 30, eight or 10 frames. Oliver walked in the house, glanced over, and the one photo that he looked at didn't have a signature. Of course. Of course. Didn't go. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. You never know what the director will see or won't see. Nice. And that is an important thing for all decorators that the layered and the character development of that what we do uh, what we do is very important like JR and I made a list to this uh, director on this show I mean the writer we mm -hmm. did a page thing that we need character development on all the people in the village how long the village how many people are in the village how many Indians how many of this stuff? How many Vikings? How many Puritans? Uh, is it a religious thing? So we try to, because each each person in each location has some kind of character and history with it. 
like the guy mm -hmm. came over as a fisherman is he still right. a fisherman? right i so, i find that's i find that's hard these days not these days but or maybe projects that i've worked on like you're trying to figure out okay what am i who who is this person and everything and i don't I don't feel in the majority of the projects that I've worked on that the backstory is given to me by a writer. And I feel no, like, well, then it's my, it's my, it's my choice. Then I have to do that and that's fine. But then if I, you know, I can't read people's minds either. If you get right. it wrong and, and then someone well, calls you out on it, you're like, shit, I didn't know. I mean, one of the things that, that, uh, you know, my, my deal on house and then on, on, uh, Ozark, you know, I had a, a direct line to the showrunner. And mm -hmm. if I didn't understand the script, then he could explain it to me. And then he could say, well, if you can't do that, what can you do? And I said, well, we can do this. And he yeah. would write to it. Right to it, so, yeah. And, and then the relationship through the years and, and the people that know me, I, it's a lot of my shows. I mean, it's like uh, sometimes my agents get upset because – a Sean Penn or a Kevin Costner or an Antoine Fuqua, or these people are not going to call, or Oliver's not going to call my agent to reach me. They'll call me direct. And then, right. then it, it's good and it's bad because then you can't have that buffer to say, well, I'm already doing something because then you've offended them. Right, right, right. So, I mean, but but my stuff is a lot of, you know, and, I, and I've run across shows that I don't get. Because they go, what film school did you go to? Or do you have do you have a reel uh, of all your work? And I just want to I want to say, uh, You've, have you seen any? Do you go? You to, seen anything? Because I've done. It. <laughs> have you seen anything? Yeah, I've been a part of that. If you liked it, I did it. <laughs> well, there was a couple this year. I've had I had several this, meetings this that I took past and year. Said, they said, uh, you know, I have to be honest with you. I see, I've met very few people that have the complexity and cover the resume that you have. Because you do big things, small things, fast things, low budget things. Right. And I'm able to adjust to the budgets. People are afraid of that. Oh, this guy can never right. do this. We can't hire him to do this show because he just finished a hundred million dollar Western. Right. Or that, and it's, just, and it goes the opposite way. It assumes a lot of people don't think, Oh, you do TV. You can't do film. Or you do well, film. You're not going to get TV. That's a and lot then of, you want to say, and that's when you want to go into a situation where you say, how could you possibly hire that actor? Because he's never done a show right. like this. Right. Cause he's an actor. So yeah. in our stance, <laughs> Right. We're as a, as a term that's been thrown around. Like I, when I did the pilot, the passage, you know, they had a designer that they wanted to work with, and the producer said this, and the uh, director producer said, you know what? I'm sorry. We're going with Derek. Derek right. is a world builder, and this show needs a world built, yeah. and understands from the beginning to the end and development of characters and locations well you you do go back and forth with big projects little projects what do you prefer <laughs> i know you it's know. a silly question but no, 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 sometimes it's, it's, you like a passion project <laughs> i do 
but uh, I find that I know it's it's some people can't believe it, but movies are easier than television these days Absolutely. because television wants the same quality of a movie. All these Netflix yeah. and all this Amazon and all these people they want movie quality, and and it's like we're working on this project now, and it's like if it were Netflix, it wouldn't be a problem, but yeah. it's like. This, this is yeah. a big project and but and and for a movie you you define the 80 locations for six eight months or longer right right we have 35 for one hour yeah and you say yeah, the numbers don't match no the, the numbers and the day so here's the way we're going to do it I need a script I need to do the page count. And so if it's like three, it's if it's over three pages, that's my anchor for the day. And now I'm going to find what has to work with that, that we can afford where we're not making a move. And we're going to make that look work for our our day of shooting. Yeah. And that's the thing of the challenge where when I did when I did all eyes on me, you know, and people like even the daughter went, really? Tupac, you're going to do Tupac. I know you had it in you. <laughs> Listen, I heard you were on. I was like, "Wow, that's a good. That's a. I'm, that's a great project, man. That's gonna be fun." <laughs> well, it, and it was, and you know, and I had, you know, the, the several times people said, you know, do you do you get it? Because I, I, I'm gonna promise you, I'm not the guy that messed up a black movie. Right. right. I won't be the guy. Right. So I'm I'm gonna have to work doubly hard. To get it. To get it. <laughs> to get it. And I'm yeah. gonna have to understand it. And I'm gonna have to listen to it. And I'm gonna have to understand the rap songs and what the rap songs mean. And and I, you know, I did. And and it was a, a Morgan Creek project, and then they, they awarded me like a co producer credit at the end because of Because of your I, input. I you got it. That. Because you got it. <laughs> he goes, but you earned it. Yeah. Well, I, I am actually surprised you don't get that title more often. To be, I mean, it's just because up, it's come yeah. up with several directors, and and uh, you know, sometimes the directors have so many things they're trying to get that that I'm not their priority. Say, Derek's yeah. going all the way with me in this sense, right. and I'm already on another show working for another person or whatever right right you yeah. are usually working you are you already you've already said your goodbyes <laughs> and yeah. you've already said your hellos like, yeah. and and they overlap a, a I mean, lot we of haven't started we haven't started this pilot shooting yet and then it's like i'm starting to get the calls when are you when are you done when are you done when are you available you're hot it's like i just go well let me let me look at the project first yeah where is it? Yeah. <laughs> Who can I bring? Yeah. <laughs> Not what is it? <laughs> no. Well, Where is no, it? <laughs> I think if it's something that I haven't done, that's the important thing. Because I, I don't want to go out saying that I didn't do that or I couldn't do that. Right. I mean, I thought when I did the Magnificent Seven and we built all those towns and all those locations, we only shot 13 days in New Mexico and we built several things that were there. I thought I'd reached a pinnacle. 
because I really did a Western that everybody wants to do a Western. And then yeah. I just did a Western episode for Smilt that airs tonight. And I, and I said to Frankie, really, we're doing a Western. <laughs> well, you're the was, guy. <laughs> you're the guy and now. And then it was like, but how's this relating to the, your story? Right. Well, I'll tell you. And so yeah. then we did. And then, then I read it. And then the, I said, well, this is what I see. And, the, and the, then the producer goes, Derek, you shouldn't have showed her all that stuff. I said, well, I read the script. I, I, listen, I can tell you this. We're not going to do the she's riding across and she hears a scream and holler. And we're going to ride to the railroad. And then we're going to untie the guy and we're going to save the guy before the rain, before the train kills. We're not doing that. That's a promise. I, she goes, well, why? I said, can't afford it. Sarah Jones. And no train people will let you near their track anymore. Oh, so wow. I think we should do the Clint Eastwood. How about you're riding across and you look over there and you see the guy hanging from a noose on the back of a horse and you ride as fast as you can, but you're not going to get there. And you pull the rifle out and you shoot a long rifle shot to knock the noose out and you save the guy's life. Same deal. Green Quick screen. Deal. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So we did that. Wow. But then I, like you brought up a good point where, about Sarah Jones, though. I didn't think about that. But that is that is a, a really good point because. Well, having worked in Georgia, fresh. it yeah. comes fresh in my mind. And there's yeah. been multiple shows. When I did Magnificent Seven, it was like, we need a train. Well, I'm not building a track. Okay. Right. We're not going to do like the Lone, uh, whatever the Gore, the Lone Ranger or whatever. Lone that. Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp and them. I've and then you wind up painting. You wind up painting train tracks in the background and because a you can't. And a half dollars later, you know. Yeah, yeah. We use that train on a uh, good place. That one of the yeah. cabooses or whatever. We have that train that they had right. gutted it, and then they re we redid it because it was. I mean, it was great, but uh, we we paint on um, train tracks on good place. So yeah. <laughs> to get that long long look. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> Um, if you could, if you could have designed any show or movie, classic or modern day, what would you choose? Well, you know, uh, I've done, uh, four films with Sean Penn and Sean Penn's, uh, a, a different character that a lot of people know. I know him as mainly a director. Uh, and then he and I've been really good friends through the years. And when he asked me to do the movie Into the Wild, where I get Christopher McCandless' life, I've got the photos. And then Sean said, just go out on the journey. And I was doing house at the same time. So right. go out on the journey and find these places. And then we're going to shoot. And it was like, you know, and the challenge was, you know, we're going to have, it's just like March. And they go, hey, AD, we're going to have uh, Vince Vaughn, like July 5th through the 10th, okay? So, and he's doing the wheat scene where they're processing the wheat and Christopher Candless goes and works for him. So you need to go find where the wheat's gonna re-rot during that time. So then I had to go and meet with the farmers in Texas and understand about the growing of wheat. And when the wheat starts ripening at a certain time in Texas, then the wheat ripens at 10 to 15 miles a day 
So then you start drawing the arcs and you figure out where July 5th is going to be. Oh and it was in Carthage, South Dakota during that time. And then the producers go, we're not going to Carthage, South Dakota. There's no infrastructure there. And then, you know, then I was like stuck there and they said, you need to go down to Kansas or you need to go to Nebraska and do it. And it was like, well, let me check. So call Sean up. It's, look, you know, I found where I think is going to be the place and I found the wild Mustangs. and Did my and, homework. And, yeah. and he goes, did you find what I told you? I go, yeah, but they told me that uh, I need to continue scouting. He goes, go to the airport, buy your ticket. I'll reimburse you. You did what I did, what I told you. You've got, I'm sure, having worked with you, I know you did your homework. And yeah. sure enough, it worked good. You know, I, I, I think that doing a show, what show is going to make a difference? What show is going to make a more impact mm-hmm. on something? I'm not so much into the, the, say, the Black Panther and stuff, you know, where this all the visual effects stuff. Yeah. I like the hands-on with the stuff, and I like to create stuff that 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 is meaningful in certain things. And then, you know, like, who can you bring along and who can you bring up with you in the sense of, develop, you know, because people would say, I can't believe you're sharing all this information. What are you going to do? When this person takes your job, and I said, well, you know, if that person is better than me, then you should hire them. Okay. Because I truly believe that that's a way that people should evolve. And, 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 and I'll reach a point one day that maybe it's no longer fun. You know, Hollywood is different than it used to be. But working with Frankie and the, working with Jason Bateman on Ozark, Jason Bateman, like you've never seen him. And we developed a great relationship. Yeah. You know, it's like he would just say, hey, Mr. Ozark, what would you do? <laughs> well, you do. I mean, you do form relationships because people see your passion and then you have trust with them. And the, that's the thing. Uh, when you're on a film set and TV and you know you can trust someone. And if it's, I don't care if it's one of my swing guys or I, I can trust you. When you know you can trust someone and you're down and dirty and you know someone's going to give you a straight answer, that's who you're going to go to. And they're going to tell you yes or no. And you might not want to hear it, but that's yeah. when you can but, trust but, people like that's, that. That's the films that working with Oliver. I'm not a yes man. Right. I'm a, this is what I believe. And this is, yeah. I'm going to tell you my thought and process about it. And you don't have to like it. You know, I worked for a decade. I worked for a designer many years ago that had an Academy Award. And then she'd say, well, what do you think? And then it'd be like, well, I think it was like this. Okay, we're going to go with that one. So then you find yourself like going, then you just told the wrong answer just so they picked the right answer. Because, you you know, there's, there's certain things that like, you know, even working with Antoine, you know, it'd be like, I'd send him I'd send him photos of camera angles and videos of certain stuff. And then he would like, hey, where's my video? I'm on my way in. I want to see it. And then he goes, what's those trucks doing there? I go, well, that's kind of where they parked them. And he goes, well, go tell them to move it. That's my shot. Well, yeah. So I go, hey, listen, you need to move the trucks. Well, you know what? We'll just wait till Antoine gets there. I said, no problem. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I, yeah. Yeah. 
I the, the truck parking. You know how many times I've been on a set and they'd be like, the director gets there. We talked about this. I'm shooting that way. Why are the trucks there? It happens yeah. all the time. <laughs> or a location manager that picks a location because it's an easy place for production to park the trucks. Probably right. not choosing that one. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> remember, remember that guy's name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'll say this. I hope uh, I hope you have a fantastic time in New Zealand. Um I hope that you remember my name when I get back to work <laughs> someday. Yeah. Some yeah, who? Who? I'm I'm not even changing my name at this point. I'm too petrified. That yeah. People won't be. They'll be like, who? Because I'm still Kim Wanup. Yeah, where'd Wanup go? Never mind. That's not her. Um, but I, in in you know, going back and looking at your your resume, and then looking at some of the films over the past week. I mean, my God, you're just, you're a workhorse and you, you, you do fantastic work and beautiful things and memorable sets. You have very memorable sets, I must say. So uh, I'm, I'm overlated that you uh, are spending time with me and, and letting me interview you because you're my friend, I must say. Yes, <laughs> so no, it's... We've been friends from the day that we met. Yeah. And, you know, we always kid and you, you always send me the thing when you're hiring me. Yeah, always, you know? always. When you hire me, always. But, um, but you don't take it seriously because you know that uh, it's not a matter of I have, because you see, I work with a number of decorators. It's a lot oh, yeah. of time as a situation. And as you've got these incentive states, you've got a lot yeah. of these people going, oh, you're hiring locals. And I said, yeah. as long as the person can do the job and listen and do the stuff, then that's great. But it's yeah. too life's too this job is too hard not to have people that you really like to work with yeah and, and yeah. that's a, that's one of the key things and that's one of the things why i i'm lucky enough that i i have the same guys on my crew day in and, and job out because i want to work with fun people and those are my that's my crew and that's that's who i want to spend time with they become yeah. your family absolutely and you spend more time with them than your real family I do. I mean, they, yeah, you invite them to your wedding and then you're like, and people are like, who are they? Like, they're, those, I spend more time with them in the last yeah. 10 years than I have with my parents or my, my, I, I've long well, longer than my husband. So yeah, they're coming to the wedding. <laughs> and you no, know, and I run across situations where people go, uh, you can tell that they've never, you know, they don't know me because they go, oh, you, you don't, you don't know Derek? Yeah. Derek doesn't, you don't have to worry what he's thinking because he'll tell you. And yeah. it's not in a bad way. No, it's no. Just, you go into it and they've been entrusted to do this job. And and I'm not, and I'm not always right. But you, you're never going to know unless you put yourself out there. Yeah. And it's yeah. like even working with an Oliver Stone, you go, well, this is where I think we would do it. Yeah. And, you know, he could take it, leave it and go, yeah, or you'll run across directors that go, I'm not. And the next day they go, you know, I think we're going to do the camera over here. I go, okay. And it's <laughs> almost like you talked about. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I thought I, that was a good idea when I thought of it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you, when those kind of people, you have to really like come up with a suggestion that it's their idea and it'll work yes. so much better. Lead, lead the horse to water. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this, and I didn't know how you started or anything like that. So this is—it was fascinating to, now, to now get to know you, know you better. 
really come a long way. Yeah, you <laughs> That journey I, yeah. was like, I, I loaded those trucks, <laughs> packed that furniture, and I stood on the set as an on-set dresser. So, you know, it's like, then you just know what you expect to be. And and then it's like, like uh, Jared that works with me goes, listen, he's going to, he'll explain what he, how he works yeah. and what he expects of you. It's not like you're gonna, not going to know what, how to do it. Yeah. And I you, think that uh, everybody on my crew, I try to reach so that everybody has as much knowledge as me. And the director, in my absence, anybody can say this is how what Derek thought and how he wanted to do it. So that there's no one like going and goes, well, I don't know, this is like, he told me to put it over here and I'm not sure why. Right. Right. Because yeah. we run into that a lot. Oh yeah. It's pa- you pass it around. You pass it around till someone stops looking at you for an answer. That yeah. happens a lot too. When and you're like, I don't know. That's what a lot of people that have to understand that as long as you're sharing the information with the director and you're getting all the time that you need with them, then you do that. And as you're working with the say a bigger actor, then you engage that actor. Even I did it with Tom Cruise one time on Born for July. What did you see in your room as a boy growing up? Does so, that ever backfire on you, though? Because I I used to think as a decorator, I wish I had more interaction with actors because what, like something like that, like what do you think your character needs? The, knowing that was Oliver, and Oliver would say, hey, listen, I'd yeah. like to talk to Tom and get to, sure, go ahead. Now, you might have some designers that, that, don't want, they want to feel that that was their input. I remember I, I was shooting Tom in wrestling scene, you know, like to have photos on the wall and my mm-hmm. camera battery was dead and he's in a headlock on the ground. He goes, Hey, <laughs> Hey Derek, next time you decide to shoot me in some photos, make sure the camera battery's fresh. <laughs> okay. So those little things like that are, you know, those are, those are, you know, lessons yeah. learned. When I did the postman with Kevin Costner, he told me exactly how he was going to shoot the bridge. We're going to build a bridge. I'm going to go off the bridge. We're going to go down, and I'm going to be out of rifle range after another quarter of a mile in the in the deal. And took all the pictures and everything. Got to Warner Brothers, went back there, and he said, uh, "What what what that look like back that way?" And I go, <laughs> "Well, you told me that we were going to shoot this way." He goes. Uh, Jet fuel's more expensive than film. Oh. So she plenty of yeah. <laughs> You should have just, just reversed the, reverse the shot. Mirror image the uh, thing. Oh, here it is. Here it is. <laughs> uh, no, it might have been a thing that he was testing me to. Um, and I just said, yeah. you know what? I made a mistake. But it won't ever happen again. Yeah. Now with the advent of... You owned it. You owned it. <laughs> I shoot plenty. <laughs> Thank God for digital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank All you right. so much. All right. Thank you. Thank All right. You. I hope you enjoyed these two episodes of Derek. He's a really interesting guy. He really commands the room and. Uh, He's funny and so talented. Uh, Really lucky to have worked with him in the past and I hope to in the future. In upcoming episodes, I have 
interviews with director Beth McCarthy Miller, prop master Gabe Perillo, on-site dresser Jordan Steinberg, and a couple more surprises. I'll just keep that up in my hat. If you want to keep up to date with our podcast schedule, visit decoratingpagespodcast.com and subscribe to our newsletter. I'm going to start blogging a little about what I'm watching and the decor that just pops up every week that's beautiful. There's some beautiful sets out there that should be recognized. Thank you for joining me. I hope you got an earful. I'm Kim Wanup for Decorating Pages. Decorating Pages is sponsored by Stogie Floaty, a luxury pool float. Float them if you got them. Visit stogiefloaty.com.